Thanks so much for listening to the Summit Church Hazard podcast. We are in a series called Spiritual Gifts, Church for the Sake of the World. And we are looking at the second list of spiritual gifts in the New Testament out of the book of 1 Corinthians. Let's dive right in to today's episode. Now, uh, we are in a series uh, called Spiritual Gifts. And I, I, I know that this is a really sensitive weekend. Uh, it's Final Four weekend. And Kentucky should be playing, and they're not playing. Um, the reason I say that is because I'm about to use a UK basketball sermon illustration. And so if you need to mentally, emotionally prepare yourself, you can go ahead and do that in this moment. Right? It's real quick. We'll get through it together. We'll be fine. But I just want to pastorally lead us and say you can go ahead and just breathe in and out. And here we go. My uh, oldest daughter, Cassidy, wanted to go to a—she uh, never been to a UK basketball game. And so we took—we uh, we, we went— couple months ago and so we went to Rupp Arena you know and and a lot of you have been there for all kinds of different events and there were thousands of people there and all of us paid to be there we were in the stands thousands of us but there were only a few people on the court playing the game I mean there were thousands of people in the stands and we were all there to watch just a few people play the game Everybody at Rupp Arena that night didn't have a uniform. It was just a few people that had the uniform. Uh, they, they didn't let me touch the basketball. It was only a few people that got to touch the basketball and play the game. We all came and watched a few people play the game. And, and here's the deal. Here's the reason I bring that up. Because if we're not careful, we will do that exact same thing with church. If we're not careful, we will think that church works the same way that a basketball game or some other event works, where where we come and we sit, so here we are, the majority of people are facing forward, and we go to church to watch a few people play the game. It it might be a pastor on stage, it might be a worship team, it might be a couple volunteers in some key places, but we go to church as spectators and we watch people who may have the uniform or are able to play the game, and listen to me. That is not God's vision for the church. God's vision for the church isn't that a few people get to play the game. God's vision for the church is everyone playing. See, I don't know if you realize this or not, Some, I don't know if you realize this, everybody online. When you gave your life to Jesus, Jesus gave you a jersey and said, listen, I didn't die and come back for you to sit on the sidelines. I died and came back so that you would get in the game. And that's what we're doing in this series. We're talking about spiritual gifts, that God's given all of us natural gifts and spiritual gifts, not to be spectators, but to get in the game, that God wants all of his followers to be in the game using the gifts that God has given us. And so, so last week, if you uh, were here last week, and if, if you missed last week, I want to ask you to do me a favor. Go back and watch or listen to last week. Because we, we're going through the spiritual gifts list in the Bible. We've been building up to it in this series. We started last week. Today is a different list with different gifts. And then the final one's next week. There's three lists of gifts in the, in the New Testament. And, and what we're doing is we're looking at these gifts. And we did it last week. It was so amazing to see so many people last week in the 930 and the 11 say, you know what, I think I've got this gift. I think God's given me this gift. And in both services, all kinds of people came forward to be prayed over and said, you know what, I think I've got this gift. We are going to do that exact same thing in just a minute. 
We're going to talk about different spiritual gifts, and we're going to say, if you connect with any of these gifts, you think the Spirit's giving you these gifts, come forward. We want to lay hands on you. We just want to pray over you and encourage you to use the gifts that God has given you. Let me say this. If, if this whole talk of spiritual gifts is new for you, or you've got a lot of questions, you wish you could go down deeper in it, tonight at 630 is equipped. And at Equip tonight, if you, if you haven't been able to come at all, tonight's a great night to come for the very first time. Because we're beginning to talk about individual spiritual gifts, how to know it, how to use it. We're able to do things tonight at 630 together that we just can't do in, in a service on Sunday morning like this. So I want to invite you to come. We start off with a meal, and tonight's theme for the meal is Southern food. So y'all, I mean, come on, right? And so bring whatever you want if you can. But if you can't bring anything, just come because, man, we just really believe in what we're doing uh, Sunday night at 630 to help you. But here's the deal, and I want you to listen to this, and then we're going to begin, and we're going uh, to dive into some stuff this morning. Every believer, every believer, one of us, we don't have all the spiritual gifts. God has not given to all believers every spiritual gift. But the odds are high you have more than one. So what that means is this. It is really likely, this happened in the 930, it is really likely that last week some of you connected with the gift, you came up front to get prayed over for prayer, said, hey, I think I've got the gift of teaching, leadership, whatever. And you, that was last week. Today, you're going to connect with more gifts. And the same thing is going to happen next week. In fact, listen, by the time we're done with next Sunday, my prayer is that every follower of Jesus in this church has been prayed over. Like every follower of Jesus has said, you know what, I think that's my gift. But just be open to the Spirit that last week wasn't just sun, one Sunday for some people, and now you can check out. No, be open to how the Spirit of God is going to speak to you and say, hey, listen, you had gifts we talked about last week, but you've got these gifts we're talking about today. Some of you, you're watching online, you didn't connect with any gifts we talked about last week, but maybe today is the day that the Spirit of God just really zeroes you in on some stuff. So what's key for all of us is that we all go into this morning being open to how God would speak to us. And so we're going to pray, and that's going to be our prayer. We're going to pray right now, and we're just going to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, will you help me to be open this morning. So will you bow your heads and close your eyes with me this morning? Everybody online as well. Spirit of God, that's our prayer. Father, we come to you through Jesus by the Spirit, and, and our prayer is that, God, you would make us open. God, we might have walked in, and it's just been a really stressful week, hard week. It's really hard to, to lean into you this morning. Spirit of God, help us to be open to your voice, open to your leadership. Holy Spirit, I pray that you'd be open to how you have given us gifts. And God, that we would be obedient to use the gifts that you've given us. So right now in this moment of prayer, would you just say that to God? Will you just pray to God in your own way? God, help me to be open to you. Just pray that to him right now. And here's the deal. You're here in the room. You're, you're online. Maybe you're not open at all. And if that's you, I'm glad you're here. But maybe if that's you, you would say, God, I'm not open. But I want to be. God, I'm not open. Would you get me there? And so, God, that's where some of us are. Some of us are not open. Get us there. Others of us are already open. So, Spirit of God, speak. Your sons and daughters are listening this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen. So if you've got a Bible, go ahead and open it up, turn it on, whatever you've got to do. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is where we're going to be. 1 Corinthians 12. We're going to read verses 8 to 11. Now, now 
Uh, we're going to back up and read verse 7. It's not going to be on the screen, but verse 7 really brings some things in there together. But you're going to have your Bible open anyway, hopefully, or whatever. 1 Corinthians 12, 8 to 11 is the list, but we're going to read verse 7, all right? So go ahead, open it up, turn it on. 1 Corinthians 12, let's just go ahead in verse 7. It's real short. Here it is. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given. Here it is right here, for the common good. Verse 8, to one... There is, given the, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom to another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still another, the interpretation of tongues. We talked about prophecy last week. We will save tongues and interpretation of tongues for next week because next week we have few gifts that's going to be in that list as well. We'll give, be able to give some more time to it. Verse 11, all these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one just as He determines. So what we do is we go through the list of gifts. Here's what the gift means. Here's a way you can know if you have it. First gift that Paul talks about is gifts of words of wisdom and words of knowledge. Words of wisdom and words of knowledge. These gifts are so close, we're going to put them together. Words of wisdom, words of knowledge. All right? Now, now, a word of wisdom, the spiritual gift of words of wisdom, it doesn't mean that you're Yoda and you walk around dropping really cool wise sayings all the time. If you know me and you do that, you know that's real close to my heart and I appreciate you. But that's not this gift. Uh, the gift of knowledge doesn't mean you know a lot about the Bible or, or things like that. Listen, we need wisdom. We need knowledge. That's not these gifts. Let's remember what we did last week. Last week we talked about the gift of prophecy. Let's review really quick. The spiritual gift of prophecy is a spontaneous situational word from God where God gives you a word and you did not have access to that information beforehand. That word might come in the, in the form of a phrase, a word, a sentence, an image, but just a spontaneous word from God. And the way that Paul uses the gift of prophecy and the gifts of wisdom and knowledge, think of prophecy like an umbrella and wisdom and knowledge are under that. In fact, if you want to just call all of these prophecy, you, you wouldn't be wrong. The way that the Bible seems to use the gift of prophecy is that the gift of prophecy seems to be a gift for a group of people, maybe a small group or, or a church, and the gifts of wisdom and knowledge are situational, spontaneous words from God for an individual. Here's a definition that's going to be on the screen. Gifts of wisdom and knowledge, these are words from the Spirit for someone about a specific situation or next step as they follow Jesus. This is really important. Its aim is not to tear down, but to build up. And here's some ways that you can know if you have this gift or not. You have sensitivity to the promptings of the Spirit, which allow you to recognize impressions from God or that He is speaking into a situation. We saw our worship team try to lead us in this moment just a minute ago that the Spirit of God was moving. I think we need to stay in that move moment. I sense the Spirit of God is doing something, speaking. You may have this gift if you experience that from time to time. Another way is you receive knowledge that you could not, that could not rather, have originated with you. You hear God speak messages that are for someone else. When I think about this verse, I think about being in western Kentucky and a pastor and uh, man, God, God really started to speak to me about starting a brand new church, planting a church, 
And I didn't want to do that at all. That sounded like the worst idea ever. And I knew friends, had new people that started churches, and it did not go well for any of them. And so, honestly, I just tried to ignore God. I just tried to shrug it off. I didn't tell anybody. At, I mean, no one. I told no one, because I was afraid of what would happen, that I thought that God might be telling, me, uh, telling us to plant a church. I didn't tell anybody. I just thought it would eventually leave me alone. And then one day offhanded really quick, I said to God, God, if you want us to plant a church, then have Elena bring it up. You should never pray stuff like that. Never do that. If you don't remember anything in this sermon, just never pray stuff like that because God's going to call your bluff. I, pr I promise you this happened. Elena and I, we were out at a restaurant. We were having dinner, and I hadn't said a word to her or anyone. And right in the middle of us, of she and I, right in the middle of us having dinner together, she says to me, you know what you need to do? You need to start a church. That's what I said too. I said, oh, right? What is that? That is this gift. It is a situational, spontaneous word. No access to that, but God is speaking. Now, here's the deal, and we need to say this. We could say this about any spiritual gift, but we'll say it especially about this one. You need to know this. Every spiritual gift has a dark side. The gifts, verse 7, are used for the common good. So they're used to build people up, to build the church up. If you think that you have the gift of wisdom and knowledge of words for people, and every word you have, quote-unquote, from God is tearing people down, it always cuts people, it does more damage than harm, listen to me, that is not this gift. Now, there are times when God gives us a word, man, it's really challenging. It's hard to share because it's really convicting. It's really challenging. But if every time God gives you a word for somebody, it's you giving somebody a word about how they don't have their act together, about how they don't measure up, it cuts rather than builds up, check this gift in your life. Does that make sense? You need to watch that. But some of you have this gift that God speaks to you, speaks to others through you. Next gift is the gift of faith. Now, we're all called to have faith, but some followers of Jesus have the gift of faith. And here's the definition. It's the gift of faith is the ability that God gives certain members of the body of Christ to discern with extraordinary confidence the will or purpose of God for his work. Think about the uh, story in Numbers 13 of Moses sending the 12 spies into the promised land. Does anybody remember that story? Moses and the Israelites, they're about to take the land of Canaan, and, and God's already told them the land is theirs. And Moses says, I'm going to send 12 spies into the land first. 12 people go into Canaan to check it out. They come back and give a report, and 10 of them say, listen, the land of Canaan is amazing. It's got everything we could ever need. But the people who live in there are bigger than us, stronger than us. If we go in there, they're at least going to make us their prisoners. They might even kill us. Let's not go. Let's stay right here. And then there are two spies, Joshua and Caleb, who speak up. And they say, whoa, 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 listen, listen, listen. God's already told us that land is ours. They're bigger than us. Yeah, they're stronger than us. But listen, let's not disobey God because we're afraid. We need to keep moving forward, even though it looks like the deck is stacked against us. What is that? That's the gift of faith. You may have the gift of faith if you sense when God is going to do something unusual, even though others do not have that assurance. You accept God's promises at face value and wait until God fulfills them. I love this number three. Look at this. 
You may have this gift if you have an attitude that declares not only that God can do something, but also that he will do something in the situation. In fact, in many cases, you understand that God has already done it. Now, now here's the deal. There is something about the gift of faith that makes it different than other gifts. Some of you are like, oh man, listen, I don't have this gift. Here's what makes this gift different than other gifts. A lot of times spiritual gifts, God gives you that gift and that gift stays with you. But when you look at scripture, the way that the gift of faith works, the gift of faith most often doesn't seem to be a gift that God gives to somebody and it stays with them all the time. The gift of faith a lot of times in the Bible looks like it's something that the Holy Spirit just drops on somebody spontaneously in the moment. Everybody else's faith is going down, but God is able to give them a faith that rises so that they call everyone else to be obedient. See, some of you, you've experienced this. Your family has been through something, and it didn't look like your family was going to get out, but God gives somebody in your family a peace that passes understanding. And you say to everybody, you say, listen, I don't, this doesn't make sense. I can't explain it, but guys, God's going to make a way. God's going to take care of us. And you weren't just saying it wasn't just church hype. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Like you knew that you knew God was going to work it out. What is that? That's a gift of faith. Man, we need this gift in the church because God's going to call our church sometime to take a step and be obedient. And my faith's going to be low. A lot of our faith is going to be low. And we need somebody, might be a teenager, a mom, dad, grandparent, who is open to the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of God gives you faith in that moment to call our church and say, listen, yeah, the deck looks like it's stacked against us, but let's follow Jesus. Let's move forward. That's the gift of faith. Some of you have experienced this, and we need this gift. Next gift is the gift of healing. What's the gift of healing? Let's, we we got to camp out here for a minute, all right, so we understand this one. The gift of healing refers to demonstrating the gospel through the supernatural releasing of healing power for curing all types of illnesses. You may have this gift if you experience a deep desire to see God alleviate physical problems in people and the willingness to be used by God to do so. That's a lot of words. All that means is that one way you can know if you have the gift of healing is that there are some of you, had somebody come to me in the 930, there are some of you who have a deep sense from God you need to pray for sick people. That, you, that, that everybody's called to pray for healing, everybody's called to pray for the sick, but some of you just have this deep, it is almost a call from God. I need to pray for the sick. Some of you, you may have this gift if that's you. Number two, you have an unusual ability to sense the power of God when it is present for healing and the ability to trust God and believe that he wants to heal. Now let's talk about this, let's talk about this uh, gift for a second. Jesus had the gift of healing. The disciples used the gift of healing. The Spirit worked through them, Right? We are called to pray for healing for everyone in every situation, every time. Amen? Listen, God is a healer. Jesus is the great physician. We are called to pray for healing. What we need to do with the gift of healing is we need to, we said it the first week of the series, we need to go as far as the Bible goes, not go further, and also not be afraid to go that far. So here's the deal, and here's what I mean. There is no guarantee in Scripture that everyone, every time, is healed from everything in this life. Can I say something to you? Man, I wish there was. Don't you? I, I wish that Jesus healed people, but he didn't heal everybody. 
Same thing with the disciples, right? I, I wish there was that promise, but there's not. Now, listen to me. We are going to a kingdom where there is no death, there is no disease, there is no sickness, there are no tears or pain. Jesus is bringing a kingdom. All of us will have a resurrected body. So we are going to a place where, listen, everyone is going to be healed. Amen? We are moving to healing. We are moving to restoration. And so we need to go as far as the Bible goes and say, listen, does the Bible give a promise that everyone every time is healed from everything in this life? No. Can God heal from everything? Absolutely. God is able to do immeasurably more than all that we ask or imagine. Why doesn't God heal every time? I don't know. But here's what I know. I know that the Bible calls us to pray for healing no matter what the situation is, no matter how much it may look like the deck is stacked against us. Jesus is able to heal, and God calls all of his followers to pray for healing. But some of you have the gift of healing. Man, I've seen this used in church services where we've even been here, and we'll ask people to come up front to, for prayer. We'll anoint them with oil, and there might be somebody who, who just right there in the moment of prayer says to somebody, you know what, I feel a special sense that I need to pray for your lower back. I, I, feel like there's, I feel like I need to pray for you. Did you go to the doctor this week and get, a, get this diagnosis? And you had no access to that information before that. Just in the moment, the Spirit of God is revealing that to you. What is that? It's this gift. Some of you have it. Now, the next gift is the gift of miracles. Summit, this is a spiritual gift, the gift of miracles. Miracles refer to the releasing of God's supernatural power so that the miraculous intervention reveals God's purpose and intent. You may know if you have this gift, if God's put you in places to demonstrate his power in order to reveal his purposes. If you're not afraid to risk your reputation and trust God for the supernatural events of faith, or you often find it relatively easy to exercise a deep trust and faith in God. Jesus, the disciples used this gift. They drove demons out of people. We see healings. We see miracles performed. Some of you, now listen, 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 listen. We did the same thing in the 930s. Some of you are like, whoa, bro, whoa. Healing and miracles? Listen, I'm not caffeinated enough this morning, man. You didn't give me a warning. You got to bring me in slower than this. I don't know if I'm in on these two gifts. Let me show you a word from the lips of Jesus, all right? Look at this verse right here, John 14, 12. Whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing. And let's read, the, let's read the rest together out loud. Let's all go. And they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said that his followers, you and I, we will do greater works. There are more of us than there were just Jesus and the 12 disciples. And Jesus has put his spirit in us. And greater works are available today for the sons and daughters of God. Now, here's what you need to know about this gift. The gifts of miracles and healing are not available for the church to use at the drop of a hat so that, so that, the, so that those gifts obey us. The gifts of miracles and healing are not something that somebody has and you can just roll up in the town like a magician, you know, and just all of a sudden you're just pulling rabbits out of your hat and all this other stuff. Listen, these gifts do not obey you. We obey the Spirit who gives the gifts to who He wills. So we don't use these gifts for our own gain, and we don't use them 
uh, just at the drop of a hat like it's some magician or parlor trick. No, we obey the Spirit, and the Spirit of God gives the gifts to who He wills, and these gifts operate as the Spirit wants them to. Amen? Right? Are you with me? Let's go. We've got two more, and then we're, then we're going to wrap it up. Next gift is one of the most important spiritual gifts, and it is the gift of discernment. A lot of people in our church have this gift. And it comes up in your conversations and just the way that you interact with others. The gift of discernment is a God-given sensitivity to truth, error, or evil. Here's some ways that you know if you have this gift. You have the supernatural ability to recognize the source of what's in front of you, or you can see or sense what others don't, often through mental pictures or visions. The gift of discernment may come across to you as just a deep sense that something is not right in a place, in a situation, or even with a person. This is what 1 John chapter 4, verse 1 is talking about when John says to test the spirits. Have discernment. Because listen, summit, everything that says it is from God is not of God. Amen? Hello? And there are so many ideas and worldviews, philosophies that are capturing the hearts and minds of people, even Christians. Man, we need people with the gift of discernment, who can't just simply see right and wrong. They see the source of it. No, 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 listen, this is demonic. I know a lot of people believe it, but there's a demon behind this. A lot of you have this gift. Now, with the gift of discernment, we need to use this gift with humility. We need to use the gift of discernment with humility. Why? Because you could be wrong. So don't use the gift of discernment like you're Moses coming down from Sinai and you've just got new Ten Commandments on tablets of stone, right? And you roll up to somebody at church next Sunday and you say, hey, listen, it's so good that you're here today. I have the gift of discernment and I think I need to tell you that you are the spawn of Satan. Have a good Sunday. Don't do that. Don't, like, like in, don't know. That's not how this gift works. You need to use humility because you could be wrong. So it could be something as simple as you come up to somebody in love, speaking the truth in love, book of Ephesians, and you come up to somebody and you just simply look at them and you say, hey, listen, you've been really on my heart this week. I think that God's put you on my heart and I think that I'm supposed to pray with you right now. Is, is everything okay? And, and maybe another word comes or something like that, but we're going to trust that the Spirit brings discernment. We need to use this gift with humility. Remember, build up, not tear down. One more gift that's not in this list, but I wanted to bring it in this morning, and a lot of you have this gift as well. It's the gift of intercession. All believers are called to pray, but some of you have the spiritual gift of intercession. What is that gift? It's this. It's the God-given ability to pray for extended periods of time on a regular basis and see frequent and specific answers to your prayers. You can know if you have this gift if you feel a deep connection to God and a burden to pray for people by name. A good way to know you have the gift of intercession is you get a list of names to pray for and you feel like a kid on Christmas morning. You are ready to go in your prayer closet and, you're, and you, you're just so excited to stay there for hours in prayer. Some of you, you have this gift. Or oh, here's the next one, and I love this. You bring things to God in prayer and stay there until things begin to move. Can I just say to you, if this is you, I would love to talk to you today about how we can make prayer a part of the DNA of our church. I, I would love to talk to you in the lobby. Love to. Now, here's what we just did. Let's put the list on the screen. Words of wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, discernment, intercession. All right? Now, if, 
if you are looking at that list, and as you look at that, you're thinking, oh, man, I, Mark, I got to tell you, I don't know about this one today, buddy. <laughs> I was with you last week when you talked about mercy, leadership, teaching, but words of wisdom and healing, discernment, yeah, Mark, I, I, I don't think I'm in on this one. I think you lost me. Maybe next week will be okay, but you lost me with this one today because, Mark, some of this stuff, it, it just sounds weird. Can I ask you a question, and then we're about done. Can I ask you a question this morning, and it's simply this? If you're looking at this list and you're thinking, there's no way. No way that's me. I want to ask everybody in our church this question. Just look at me for one second, and here's the question. Here it is. Can God show up in your life? Now, be slow with your yes. I'm, I'm serious. Be slow with your yes, Facebook and YouTube. I'm asking you, can God show up in your life in a way that doesn't make sense to you? Can God show up in your life in a way that's uncomfortable for you? Can God show up in this church on a Sunday morning in a way that stretches you? Hello, anybody? You better think. You better think. Can God show up in your life in a way that's outside of your comfort zone? Can God show up in a way in your life, maybe through somebody else or maybe to you for somebody else, in such a way that, man, on the surface, it just looks weird? Can God do that? Here's the thing, if you dismiss this list and you're thinking, listen, all of this sounds weird. This is too weird, let's move on. If that's you this morning, I want to invite you to come back in two weeks when we talk about how this whole thing is built on a Jewish rabbi that said he was God. They killed him. Three days later, he came back from the dead. He ascended to heaven. He's alive right now at the right hand of the Father. All things are under his feet, and he sent his spirit into his sons and daughters, and one day he is coming back to bring a kingdom. This is weird. Bro, this whole thing has been weird from the jump. Too many times the church is guilty of bringing God down to our level. What we need to do is let God raise us to his level. Listen, listen. There is no word, there is no word, the original language of the Bible, there is no word in Hebrew, Greek, Aramaic for supernatural. Why? Because God is not weird or supernatural. He is the air that we breathe. We are people of the resurrection. We are Easter people. It's not a day with peeps and bunnies. It is a lifestyle for us. We are people of the resurrection. We have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. And watch, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you today. Did you know that? Did you know that online? Literally, that's not just preacher hype. The spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, Easter Sunday, thousands of years ago, is alive and blood. He is running through your veins. And he has given you gifts so that earth would look more like heaven. So our last question is the same question we had last week and we'll have it next week. Is this you? There are some of you here and you have the gift of words of wisdom and knowledge. And, and maybe the gift that most people identified with last week was encouragement. And maybe that gift has shown up in your life as you say, you know what, I feel like God wants me to specifically give this word of encouragement to somebody. And it wasn't simply a word of encouragement. You might not even have picked it up that way. It was a word from God for that person. You have this gift. 
Some of you, you have this deep sense, this burden. You need to pray for the sick and ask for healing. Somebody came up to me in the 930 and said, that's me, that's me. When you were talking, you were talking about me. Some of you here in the 11 and online, you have this gift. Some of you have the gift of intercession. Prayer is just something you could spend hours in. You have the gift of discernment. Here's what we're going to do. Right now, we're going to move into a time of prayer and response. And if, you, if the Spirit of God is speaking to anyone, and if anyone in this room would say, I think I've got that gift. I think you're speaking to me. We want to invite you to come up this morning. We just want to lay hands on you and pray that God would use you and God would fill you with His Spirit so that you would use His gift. And we just want to speak life and encouragement over you this morning. Others of you, you might be watching online and you've heard everything we've talked about this morning and you've never given your life to Jesus. Maybe you're here, maybe you're watching and you've got questions about God and you're skeptical about it and, and you honestly don't even know what to make of what we just did. And you're sitting there and say, saying, Mark, listen, I came with a lot of questions and doubts today and if that's you, man, I'm so glad you came with your questions and doubts because I've been there. I, man, I I know I, I, I'm with you. And maybe you're not ready to give your life to Jesus today. But if you're here, you're watching online, and you're like, listen, I, I've got questions. I, I've got some doubts. I'm not ready to give my life to Jesus. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure this whole thing out. If that is you today, would you do me a favor? I want to challenge you. Begin today and just pray simply this. God, show me that you're real. God, show me that you're real. And here's what I believe. I believe that the living God will show you that he is real, that you are loved. Jesus lived, died, rose again for you, and wants a relationship with you. Others of you, you may be ready to give your life to Jesus today. That's you online. And if so, listen, today is the day of your salvation. So what did God say to you today? And what are you going to do about it? It's not enough to simply know about spiritual gifts. God wants us to walk in these things. And so, are there any gifts that we talked about today that the Holy Spirit is telling you you have these gifts? Are you connecting with any of these gifts? The reason we're doing this series is because God has called us to be the church for the sake of the world. God doesn't give us spiritual gifts just for ourselves. God doesn't give us spiritual gifts so that we use it for an hour on Sunday. Spiritual gifts are for the common good. We build up people around us, the church and the world. And so God wants us to walk in these gifts in the places that he's put us in. And so our goal is to help our church know their gift, grow in their gift, use their gift. And so what did God say to you today? What are you going to do about it? This coming Sunday, we wrap up our series on spiritual gifts. So do not miss it. Join us in person Sunday, 9, 30, 11 o'clock. If you listen, listen to this and you don't go to church anywhere, but you live in the Hazard Perry County area, we'd love for you to join us in person. Check out the links in the notes of today's episode. You can find the link to give if you've been blessed by this ministry. You can find all the ways to connect with us online. Thanks for listening to the Summit Hazard Podcast.